return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. I want to wish you a very blessed and happy, and I think today on my mind is a very peaceful Sunday morning peace that passes our human understanding, guarding our hearts and our, and our minds in Christ Jesus. So uh, let's acknowledge the presence of the Lord and welcome the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, we welcome your presence. We welcome your manifest presence. Come, Holy Spirit, manifest yourself to us. And we pray, Holy Spirit, we know that you will magnify Jesus. And we thank you that Jesus shall be high and lifted up here in this room, in our lives, in our households, in the youth, in the Sunday school rooms, and in all the areas of ministry, all that you're doing this day. Thank you for your manifest presence. We glorify you and thank you. I'm just hearing a word as I'm praying. I'm hearing a word, enlargement. Thank you, Lord, for enlarging our sphere of influence, enlarging our borders. For your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my topic today is renewing our minds. And when I think back to when I was first born again, I devoured the word of God, and that was some many years ago. And what happens when we devour the word of God, our minds are renewed. When we allow the Word of God to be the dominant thing in our thought life, our minds are renewed. And so today, um, as we look at several scriptures, I wrote them out by hand. I just thought today would be kind of fun to have a piece of paper in our hand. And so I'm not using the overhead. But the truth is, brothers and sisters, we have the mind of Christ. Now, what can we base that on? I'm sure everyone here probably knows that truth, that the scripture says, and it's a small verse in Corinthians, but it says, we have the mind of Christ. Now, isn't that just amazing right in itself, that the Holy Spirit, that God would put that truth out there for us to realize that when we, when we don't think we have the mind of Christ, that truth, truth declares, I have the mind of Christ. So... Um, I've asked if patients will give a handout, and so I, I started writing all the verses, and I thought, oh my goodness, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> so we'll skim, we'll highlight, and we'll uh, see what, what is on the heart of God today as we look at these. And as you look at your handout, these are references that um, are from the message that I will deliver, and but after each one, after each verse, I thought of a, a highlighted word, and um, as you see it there, day spring. So I'm going to start with that. And in Luke 1, 78 and 79, Zechariah prophesied. And, you know, just the first part of these words 
and as you, if you want to turn to your Bibles or however you want to do it, you can take it home. You can um, do your own personal Bible study. But it says, through the tender mercy of our God. Isn't that, I, I, I want that. I need that. Do you want that today? The tender mercy of our God. So thank you, Lord. We receive that. Through the tender mercy of our God. Wow. I don't want to stay too long on that. Those two words, but maybe your week hasn't been tender. Maybe it's been a harsh week or a hard week. But as we declare that out loud, let's release that into our lives, that prophetic word through the tender mercy of our God. Maybe we aren't feeling tender. Maybe we're feeling hard. But, Lord, thank you for the tender mercy. And it says, through that, the day spring from on high has visited us. The day spring has come to give light. Thank you, Lord, for the light. If you were in darkness and you've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, you're ever grateful for the light. Because if, and this says, the light has come to give light to those who sit in darkness. You don't have to raise your hand. How many have sat in darkness? I've sat in darkness before, those who are depressed, those who are captives, and to those who sit in the shadow of death, those who are sick. There's people on their sick beds today. But the day spring from on high has visited to give light. And there, there even is um, a teaching on the healing light. When the healing light of Jesus comes and fills a person's body, the healing uh, occurs and sicknesses are removed. The day spring has appeared. Here's another one. To guide our feet in the way of peace. Thank you, Lord. Are you looking for direction today? Are you looking for counsel? The day spring from on high has visited us here today in this room. And it says he will guide our feet in the way of peace. I receive this today. I claim this today. The day spring or the dawn. How many like dawn? I, lay, I named Angela Angela Dawn, she was born in in the dawn. And it says, the day spring or the dawn in this prophecy refers to the coming of the Messiah. It literally means the dawn from heaven, the light will visit us. Thank you, Lord. And this is what happens when our minds are renewed. The darkness that was in our mind, the heaviness, the depression, maybe discouragement. There's attacks of discouragement on God's people everywhere. The prayer list is long. But the light lifts that darkness off. The light has come. The day spring has come. Let's thank him that he has come. Thank you, Lord. The dawn from heaven has come. Thank you, Lord. You have visited us. The Messiah from heaven will come to help us. Amen? God's messianic deliverance is often expressed as the bursting forth of a great light. Thank you, Lord. That's what Jesus does. He... he, Brings a great light. And I actually, when I lived in um, Matthews Hall as a sophomore, the first semester of my school year, my uh, sophomore year, I saw two or three girls. Two of them lived down the hall and one elsewhere. But I saw this light in them. So I just want to say that his light does shine through you. People can see his light in you. And I was very attracted to that light. And, I, and there were other qualities, too. But one was light. And I, I knew I didn't have that light. And then in December of that same year, then the light visited me. 
and I was born again. So um, it's often expressed as a bursting forth of great light. And uh, I don't know if I, yeah, I think I did write down John 1, 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And um, I don't have the rest of it down here, but the light um, shines in the darkness. And thank you. And the darkness can't figure it out. So we thank you, Lord, for that light. And then moving on to um, your list of scriptures, Luke 10, 27. And everyone I know knows this one, that God instructs us. He says, you shall love the Lord your God. Amen. If you know, just say it with me. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. So we're instructed in renewing our minds to love the Lord with every fiber of our being, which includes our soul, our soulish appetites, our emotions. Amen, everyone. Amen. Emotions but our mind as well, to love the Lord. And the way this takes place is by renewing our mind. And a negative thought may come, and this is a whole other teaching, but not every thought is from God. We must be discerning. We must recognize when there's a a dark thought that comes to you, or maybe it's your own thought, or the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's thoughts will always be clothed with peace. There will be no pressure in what the Holy Spirit says, there will be no anxiety, like, oh, I've got to get this done. Oh, this, this uh, new um, stove is going on sale, and the sale ends on Friday. I've got to go do it now. Pull back. Peace will lead you. Peace will guide you. So we can renew our mind and begin to discern when a thought is from God and when a thought isn't from God. And we can love him with all of our mind. Amen? Our minds might be filled with heavy, dark thoughts or fear, but I want to go back to the beginning. It is possible to have the same thoughts as God. If um, There might be some who didn't get a handout sheet that came in late. I don't know if uh, anyone over here, you could check on that. They're all gone? Okay, well, that's a good, good thing. I can make more. Okay, back to second or First Corinthians 2.16 is where I began. We have the mind of Christ. This means we mind the same things that Jesus does. We have the same spirit. Amen to that? It means Christians possess the Lord's own understanding. That is his thoughts, his opinions, amen, I'm just going to add in there his love. He's always love. God is love. God is not judgment. And his plans. John 15, 15 says, I don't call you servants any longer. The servant doesn't know what his master is doing. Say, let's stop and think about it. But I call you friends. You are a friend of God. We sing it, don't we? I am a friend of God. And it's, and Jesus said, for Everything I have heard from my father. Can we wow right here for a second? Wow. He said, everything I've heard from my father, I have made known unto you. Friends tell secrets. That's John 15, 15. And I wrote on the sheet there, friend. You're a friend of God. So uh, 
We all know 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of, and of a sound mind. A sound mind is a disciplined mind. We have what it takes. Our thoughts don't have to be scattered or racing or running. But the normal condition of our mind is calm. I think I wrote a verse that didn't really fit in, but I loved it. Zephaniah 3 on this sheet. The Lord your God is in your midst. He will rejoice over you. We sing this, too. He will um, rejoice over you. He will calm you in his love. Do you, do, you want, do you need to be calmer than you are when you came in? He will calm you. He will calm that situation. We all have a situation, don't we? We all have something where we want Jesus to calm us with his love. And then, how beautiful, he sings over you. We sing that song too, you dance over me. You sing when I am not aware. And so that is a beautiful thing. You are no longer servants. You are a friend of God. We think God's thoughts. How does it happen that we can have a renewed mind? Second Corinthians 10, moving right along on our list of verses, 3 through 5. Though we walk in the flesh. Come on. We need to be re- I need to be reminded of this a lot. Wait a minute. It's a spiritual battle. It's not something going on with people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but our battle is in the heavenlies, and the good news is we have authority, and we have the Holy Spirit to bring a breakthrough. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but, and I think we should say, after I say it, if you would say it, they are mighty through God. Our weapons are mighty through God. One more time. Amen. We cast down imaginations. We cast down, come on, I did it just this week, cast down thoughts that are not real. We cast down thoughts that would rise up and cause panic. We cast down thoughts that would come and cause us to slump over and to be lethargic and and to lose our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So we want to keep our mind renewed and keep that helmet of salvation on. Cast down arguments, and it says every high thing that exalts, exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity, you know the verse, bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. When we bring every thought into captivity, it means lead it away captive. Lock it up. Arrest it. Discipline every thought that's contrary to the word of God. Can we do that? Yes, we can. When our mind is renewed, we can renew our mind and think the way God thinks. What would God think about that situation? What would God think about that individual or that family or that person? Well, we, again, we go back to the word. Amen? God says, my plans are for a bright future. My plans are for salvation. My plans are for healing. So we rein every thought in. And we can, as God's body of Christ, we can refuse wondering, wandering, and worrying thoughts. Amen? It takes a discipline. We can do it. Rein it in. Arrest the thought that would come to you. And, and line it up with the Bible. Well, now, is that what the Bible says? 
And if it doesn't agree with the Bible, lock it up. <laughs> Make it a prisoner. James 1.8 says, a double, this was interesting, a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. Um, as I studied it, it says, another way to say it is, he is two-spirited. Double-spirited. Ooh, we don't want to be that. Vacillating in his opinion or in his purpose. But God brings stability and balance in our thinking. I just want to say again that the normal condition for our mind is, is a condition of peace. And if we lose our peace, we can pause and discern what enemy has come in there to rob us. And then declare the word, declare the word. It, we always say get in the word. Go to the word, focus on the word, but it's true. In him was life, and his light was a light of man. And that light will come, and that darkness will leave. 1 Peter 1.13, we're moving right along there, almost halfway down on that left column, says, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Hope to the end. What does that mean, to gird up? Yeah, gird up means to prepare your minds for action. It's not just going to come. It's not, we're not going to get renewed in our mind just by osmosis. And it's great to come to church. It's great to be in Sunday school. But the way we renew our mind is getting in the word of God. And in, this actually says, gird up, it says, prepare your mind for action. Prepare. Do you, do you see an imagery there of personal discipline and outward, outward order? Outward conduct. So we want to, I hear music. We want to get up every day and we want to be prepared. The angels are singing, maybe. Amen. Thank you, Lord. They're singing over us. The Lord is singing over us. Gird up the loins of our mind. Here's another way to say it. Therefore, with minds that are alert, shout out, alert. With minds that are alert. Don't let every thought in. Don't let every feeling dominate. What do we do? We resist the devil and he's got to go. You don't have to walk on glass. And maybe it was my upbringing, but, but um, I, um, I'm distracted. <laughs> Rain in those thoughts. But we, we just need to bring our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ and, and not let every feeling um, get our attention. Focus on Jesus. We want to see Jesus and let everything else fade away. We used to sing in a song years ago, let all earthly distractions fall away. Remember that? Every other throne and kingdom gives sway. For he is Lord. He is Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. Be sober. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober means to be free of every sort of mental and spiritual intoxication. So we can get drunk on the wrong thoughts. We can get intoxicated and wild and crazy with something that is imaginary and out of control. Maybe you've had situations where you were just so sure that this and this was going on, and, and then you found out you, you took it all wrong. 
your perception was off. So Ephesians 4.17, moving right along. So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord. I kind of liked that translation. I insist on it. So we want to have some gumption. We want to have some um, aggressiveness in a good way and uh, move forward. I insist on this in the Lord. Don't walk like the world or other Gentiles who walk in the vanity or the futility. And it really goes on here with some descriptive words of thoughts. Uselessness in their mind. Uselessness. Are are our thoughts useful? I'm going to say amen. Our thoughts are useful. But don't let them be useless. And have, a, and have your understanding darkened without proper purpose. And that'd be like getting up in the morning and just being, just dragging around and not having any, any plan, any purpose, um, any energy to agree with God. And when our mind is being renewed, that's really what we're doing. We're, we're setting ourselves in agreement with God. Amen. Now, I want to say here today, he's a covenant God. He does not break his promises. Faithful is he who has called you. He will also do it. He says he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Have I not spoken it? Will I not do it? Have I not said it? Shall I not, God says, bring it to pass? He spoke it. He said it. You have a situation today where you need that word to break through. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we send your word. For, Lord, you are faithful and true. And you said that your word does not return void. It will not come back empty. But it prospers in the people and in the situations it is sent to. And we thank you, Lord, for a bursting forth of light through your word. To each situation, every need represented here today. Thank you, Lord, for a breaking through. Thank you for a healing. Thank you for recovery. God, thank you for answers. The light shines in the darkness. The light reveals answers. Thank you for answers. Help comes in the name of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're moving uh, Dave always says, God's moving by his spirit. God is moving. God is moving. Oh, the depths and the riches of the glory of God. Verse 23 of Ephesians 4. Be renewed, be renovated, be reformed. Take out the old, bring in the new. Slap it down. Slap down a thought that doesn't agree with God. And then... um, this, I like this sentence. Be brought in line more and more with God's own viewpoint. I'll read it again. Be brought in line more and more. Can we say more and more? More and more with God's viewpoint. Uh, Romans 12, 2 is quite similar. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How do we do that? Read it. By the renewing of your mind. Now, transform, this is a whole powerful visual in itself, but transform in the Greek, literally means metamorpho, which I'm sure you Bible scholars have studied before. This is a verb 
which means to change and to transfigure. What, in, what struck me about this years ago is this same Greek word, word metamorpho, was used in Matthew 17, 2, yeah, when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up to the mountain. And the Bible says, it's just an amazing comparison. It says, Jesus was transfigured, you know the story, before them. It says his face was altered. The Bible says that his clothes became pure light, and what he was wearing actually began to glisten. He did shine as the sun. Of course, they couldn't look at him. It was too bright. And he, he became white and bright as the light. This word caused him to take on a, a new supernatural form. Now, here's where we connect the two. The same word is used for the word to, when we renew our mind. Metamorpho. Whoa. There's light. There's beauty. There's a glistening. Our minds are not darkened. We are taking on a new supernatural form. Say amen. It's a brand new you. Amen. He was wounded. He was pierced through for our transgressions. He was bruised. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, say our peace, was upon him. And with his stripes, the blows that cut in, we are healed. We're healed spiritually, emotionally, physically. Amen. That's what God says. And we're going to stand, stand, stand. And that's a song we used to sing too. Isaiah 26.3 is powerful. God will keep you in perfect peace, you say it, whose mind, because we trust you, Lord. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is, just a second, whose minds are steadfast, because we trust you. Perfect peace. Shalom. I pray release for this today. Shalom. It's an expression that indicates a peace that goes beyond human comprehension. Have you ever had a situation you absolutely couldn't worry about? Yet there was such a shout amen. (laughs) There's such a peace, such a shalom over it that the circumstances haven't changed. But you can't even make yourself worry because there's such a supernatural peace that goes beyond our human comprehension. Let's, let's uh, believe God for that. Shalom. And an expression that indicates peace that goes beyond our human comprehension. To have one's mind stayed means to lean in total, on God in total confidence. Uh, God, okay, this is good too. God will keep, keep our mind. He will keep us in perfect peace. So we keep the mind of Christ. How many have heard people say, I'm losing my mind? Well, we're not agreeing with God in that particular phrase because he says he will keep us. There's no loss. The thief comes to, but for to kill, still and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life more. So he will keep our mind, and he will keep us in perfect peace. It's unexplainable, but it's possible. So um, obviously we have 
several other scriptures to take home and to look at. Let's see which one. Um, Panic and fear is part of the curse in Deuteronomy. It says they can't even sleep at night. But Galatians 3 counteracts that. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Luke 24:38 talks about focus. Second um, Thessalonians talks about being shaken. Second Corinthians 11 talks that it's kind of a warning that that just as the enemy beguiled Eve in the garden, that we should also be taken away from the simplicity that is in Christ. So let's see. Let's end with. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And there's a word in this verse that I really like. Oh, I'd like to read Psalm 23.1 too. But, but uh, five, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, The very God of peace. Interesting that it says very right in front of that. The very God of peace. He's the very one. The very God of peace shall sanctify you completely. It says, holy, and I pray that your, here's the word again, whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in the Hebrew wording for that, it denotes the whole man. He does care about our body, about our soul, and about our spirit and our mind. And I just want to close and say, let's all get in the word, renew our mind, Uh, maybe even bump it up if. Um, If anyone came in late and didn't get a copy of these scriptures, you can see Jim Cogarty. I think he was making copies. So let's end in prayer. Father, we're so grateful for your word, that your word is Jesus, and that Jesus is here with us, that we have your mind, Jesus. We have your thoughts. And even now, we cast every care on you, for you care for us. Just cast it to the Lord. We give it to you, Lord. And Lord, I pray that some scripture from this list of your words would be one that we could all claim and hang on to and stay in peace and stay renewed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy some Koinonia Fellowship. And let's uh, come back in the sanctuary at 10 and really worship the Lord. I just, as you're moving forward, I want to encourage everyone. Can everyone raise their hands right now? Raise your hands. I want to encourage you to raise your hands to God. Encourage dancing, shouting unto God with a voice of triumph. It's the shout that sets us free. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.